You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Oh, it is Pit Pass. Over 14 years of Radio Excellence. Appreciate you guys listening in. And uh, if you're just joining us through the... Um, evergreen podcast system we appreciate that as well let them know you love what we do and we uh we would you know what if you'd like to be in touch with us and uh, suggest guests uh we respond well so look for us on facebook and all the social media avenues this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at wiseco wiseco performance products with a full line of forged products including pistons clutch baskets hubs crankshafts connecting rods valves and a lot more if they make it you know you need it and it's one name one solution ask for it at a dealer near you visit wiseco.com let's go to our next guest tony this is a guy that uh, well obviously has been up and down the dial as far as tv goes new podcast out there doing very well greg white rejoins the program greg how are you I'm good. How you guys doing? Good, man. It's good to talk to you. Great to see your name on the uh, on the guest list for this episode. Yeah, thank for you. Having me on again. It's been a long time. It's it been a while. Been. Yeah. How's the podcast world? Uh, interesting. Very interesting. I uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm learning. It's a new space for me, and you know, I the only thing I really know how to do is is produce it like a television show. So, yeah, I spend probably 30 hours a week preparing it and uh, doing it and editing it and posting it and promoting it so it's that's about 28 more than we spent on this one yeah. so uh <laughs> yeah it's, it's easily <laughs> wow he is for a, for, a, for a new guy you're really making us old hands look pretty bad at it <laughs> well no just be, just because just because i have no clue what i'm doing so i'm just throwing everything at it but oh here's, well here's we've never part. let that even slow us down much less stop us <laughs> and there is a difference the best part about for me is we treat each one of our shows like a radio show first and then we podcast the same but yeah, I think I think yeah. listeners are in tune to that. Viewers obviously are as well for television. I think a podcast is just an extension of, and uh, so we're championing. Uh, we are championing your cause. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, the way I look at it is, it's radio on demand, and yeah, you know what what you guys do. Fourteen years is is, is so unique, and I don't pretend to to be a radio you know expert at all. So. I'm just trying to blend those. Neither do we. That, was gonna say, that makes all of us <laughs> on the, on the air now. Yeah. <laughs> Are you still racing, uh, Greg? I know uh, as a, an amateur racer myself, uh, mm-hmm. I remember when you were uh, actively doing a fair bit of amateur racing. Is that unf- is that gone away? Are you still actively putting yourself on the starting line? No, I, I, I haven't raced in a number of years. I mean, I, I kind of wrapped it up full time because the television opportunity was there, that would have been, um, 2001, I think full time. But then I had some really unique opportunities when I was hosting this old show that used to be on this old network called speed. I loved it. It was called yeah, two wheel Tuesday back in the day. And so I had some opportunities to, to get some one-off rides here or there. Um, you know, factory Yamaha R six one weekend, uh, then speeds stock 1000 oh. 2007 on the Yosh bike, that type of thing. Um, so I've had some very unique opportunities, but I haven't really raced in quite some time. But I still get to ride whenever I can, so it's great. Doing track days is where it's at for uh, 
guys who have passed the expiration date of effective young racer, <laughs> let's say, effective oh, young yeah. racers. Listen, my older brother, who is now a track day junkie, he did 53 track days last year. Whoa. Three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's full-blown junkie. And yeah, he's a, and he's ready to go race. He's ready to just bite the bullet and go race. That's racing. expensive. Yeah, it's not even. Yeah, you know, I know it's expensive, but he and his buddies get together and do it the right way. So, like, he is in Connecticut, and so they go to New York Safety Track, and he and his buddies got together, and they bought, like, a little, like, toter home deal, and they get to leave it up at the track, so they have a place to sleep. And oh, that, that makes life. That's so much so better. So much better, yeah. Not having to haul every single race. There. You got it, exactly. So, through the community, he was able to kind of make it work a little bit better for him, and, and his, uh, his girlfriend, who is, by the way, I just want to say that my older brother is 52, and his girlfriend is 24. So you just have to say that. But <laughs> you had to throw it out there. Time immemorial. I had, to. I had to. Because she's cooler than he is at 24. But anyway, she rides as well. And so, you know, between that whole community, their friends and everything else, they make it work. Uh, and he, like you're saying, he's actually going to be racing some CCS races this year because he's, he's bitten by, you know, because everybody says, oh, dude, you're a fast expert. You know, you're a fast expert. You should go racing. So I can't wait to laugh at him. I'm really looking <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, well, it's... It is the next step. If you really want to go faster, you have to race. You know this. Anyone who's raced, you know, track days are awesome and the gr a whole lot of fun. But if you actually want to go faster, it takes lining yeah, up on a starting line. Yeah, but that first turn can be interesting. If, yeah. you, if you've never been in that situation, and maybe he has, Greg, but the first turn is always yeah. a deal. It's an yeah. eye-opener. It's yes. the same as motocross and everything right. else. You're 100% right. When, back in 2003, so I'd been out of racing, I think, full-time for like two years, and it was the last race of the season – uh, at the time, Yamaha had four factory 600s they were racing, um, and they had a fifth bike they rolled out for me. It was leathers. It was a poster. It was this really great opportunity. And I remember I had just got back from racing this BMW Boxer Cup thing in um, Spa, Spa Francochamps, and I was like, oh, I'm ready, I'm ready. But the thing that people don't realize is, is that it's the start that held me back, that aggressiveness, that willing to stick my neck out into turn number one and so I found myself getting a good launch. And then when I got into turn one, I was like, eh, let me just let this guy go by. Eh, you're going to let this guy go by. I got to work later on today. Yeah, you get freight really trained fast. real quick unless you're the guy who oh. says, I'm not letting anybody go by. Exactly, exactly. So I found myself from, like, letting the clutch out being a hero within a, a few hundred yards to be in zero. You know, shot out the back. Well, Greg, we got, we got some great news. that Moto America Superbike is going to be on FS2 with you, right? Pridmore and yeah. Hannah Lopa. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we're really excited about that opportunity. The the house, the you know, the exposure, household exposure is great. Of course, you know, Fox was the owner of Speed Channel back in the day, so I'm very familiar with with all the people that work there as well. And uh, Fox is, you know, from what I hear, super excited about having Moto America, having road racing back on the network. That's great. Um, you know, hour and a half live coverage, you know, of of Superbike or same day live coverage. So we do it live to tape, no matter what. So we're really looking forward to that. Plus, there's so much. You guys, I mean, all the offerings that Moto America has this year, it's pretty incredible. From, you know, doing this one-hour lifestyle show they're going to do on NBCSN and also all the live streaming that they're going to do behind a paywall. Um, you know, only 50 bucks to get practices, qualifying, races. I mean, it's, it's going to be a spectacular year. And around the world, no one has an excuse to miss Moto America anymore. <laughs> right on. We're so stoked for it. Tony, you had a question for the no, I just, it, there's there's going to be highlight there's a highlight show on NBC as well. Is that right? Yeah, the the show on NBCSN is going to be like a 
like a behind the scenes lifestyle type show. Um, we haven't exactly sorted out what the, what we call the rundown is going to be, but we know it's going to be behind the scenes features, uh, more features on personalities that are in the sport as well as, uh, racing highlights that, that they're going to do. And so that will be like one week delay, one hour, I believe on a Saturday, Sunday, it'll be on the weekend on NBCSN. And so what you're doing is, is, you know, Fox Sports 2 is in about 55 million homes. NBCSN, I believe, is in 82 million. Don't quote me on that, but that was kind of the last number that I saw. So what you're doing is really just expanding the name, the personalities, and the sport itself out to that. And the availability. Which exactly. Is, yeah, the it's Q. Yeah, which is key. Yeah, we know that some people struggled when it was on that other network for a couple <laughs> of years trying to find it, so... Mm-hmm. We're getting there. Moto America continues to do everything they they said they were going to do from day one. They've, I mean, uh, we all applaud their efforts. They continue right, right. to absolutely move the ball forward. So, can we talk a little bit of recent news? I want to get your spin, Greg, as I think you're uh, fully in tune with the racing world uh, in our Moto America series. What about Valentin De Beast? This is huge news to me. Uh, there's not really a lot of info out there. Do you have anything that you know that we don't know? Yeah, I know a lot of stuff that you guys don't know, and a lot of stuff, that <laughs> <don't> know. Uh, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. I will, I will say this: you're talking about the fact that Valentin is not in the series. That he's not riding. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he's been so incredibly good. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was a rising star. If you ask anyone who was paying attention oh. to our series last year. Yep. I think. I think really, if you look at it, Valentin, I believe. Okay, and this is you know not. I didn't talk to Valentin about this directly or anyone from another team, but Valentin, uh, you know, kind of put his foot down, I guess you could say, and said, I'm, I'm done riding a 600. I want to be on a super bike. Wow. And, you know, one of those rides obviously was the Yosh ride, and he got a test on that bike, and Josh Herring got a test on that bike, and Suzuki or Yosh or both decided to go the direction that they went. And I think that, um, you know, when you, when you kind of say, like, I'm done with the 600, and the fact that he lives over in, you know, in France and has to commute back and forth, I think that kind of rules him out of a privateer team. Uh, you know, I'm just a guess. And it came at the 11th hour. I mean, it, he's a, I completely understand. That's really probably exactly what's happened. Yeah. So, I mean, people know that he's an unbelievable talent, but, you know, I have the entry list for the Moto America Superbike class, and if you look at it, it's so top-heavy. I mean, it really is. There are probably five, six, maybe even seven riders that have the possibility to win given talent and equipment. So, you know, those rides are coveted. And I think that with the talent we have, the extra possibly expense of a Valentin to bees and getting him to ride, I'm not sure what salary he was trying to demand or whatever. I just think that for this year, there's at this moment in time, there's no opportunity. Now we are still what five weeks away from the beginning of the series. We are anything could happen. Uh, exactly. And, you know, just as much as there were people bellyaching back in October, November about certain things uh, with Moto America, and all those things ended up being like, you know, that they didn't really matter, you know, what people were complaining right, about right. because the TV package and so on. We just don't know. And um, Moto America is flexible if Valentin DeBees, you know, gets a ride and comes superbike racing, and you never know how it's going to work. Maybe his own program, maybe somebody, you know, decides to put him on a bike. I know he would be an absolute welcome addition to this paddock because he, you know, not is not only is Valentin to be fast, but the thing that I love most about him is the way he likes to race, much like Josh Aaron. There is no give up in Valentin to be until the checkered flag flies, and he doesn't give quarter to anyone. He'll he'll put it 
in any little daylight that he can find. And I enjoy watching people race like that. And as do we, and he's been, I mean, an incredibly uh, vibrant talent in addition to our series. It's wonderful that Moto America has, I think we all have to agree that, you know, we're having an international flavor to our national series that legitimizes it in my book and I think a lot of other people's book. Well, isn't that quality of racing and then also, of course, the quantity of dollars attached to it? Doesn't that go up? As that goes up, so Absolutely. does the attention of the international community. We want we yeah. want international people fighting to get to our series. Oh, 100%. And that's really what started to happen in this offseason. You, know, you, you have to look at it and say, okay, if a privateer team like um, attack performance has a ride open and all of a sudden you have these international riders from you know former GP riders world superbike riders that are interested and there were a lot more names of people that were even reaching out to me that were interested in coming to the states and riding either that ride or another ride wow. some some names you guys recognize and you're sitting there going okay and then here we go again <laughs> you know they're not calling the British superbike series they're calling Moto America because people still want to come over here and they want to race and they want to experience the tracks and I think with the way Moto America has done it, kind of avoiding those tracks that we would have to, like, sit out if it rained, you know, more safer homologated tracks as part of their strategy, that goes a long way as well. Because if you're coming from a MotoGP or World Superbike and you have the luxury of racing on these tracks where you can ride when it's, you know, raining out and still be safe, that coming here and racing at a track that might be a little bit more dangerous, like our super speedway tracks, doesn't exist anymore, that, that also has an appeal, especially to older riders who want to come here possibly win some money, put money back, you know, in their pocket, take it back overseas with them and, right. you know, still walk away from racing. It's appealing. And there's also a very active political scene. They probably want to come over here stateside and see it up close and personal. I think that's the least. <laughs> oh, is that the least uh, of That it? is the okay. lowest. Okay. It's yeah, a reason to... not to learn our language. Uh, it's a, literally yeah, is a reason to avoid learning English. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to take a left turn on that one. For I, sure. I got rid of uh, I got rid of uh, my, uh, face, Facebook uh, three times this week so far. So. We don't speak English; <laughs> we speak American. Junkie out. Oh, here we go. I'm done with you. Yeah, it's like that's like being a whopper. It's like going to Burger King saying, "No, it's just the last whopper." I'm done with you, whopper. And then like two days later, <laughs> that whopper was pretty good. So maybe I'll just give it one more. Time. And you're blocked. Okay. Yeah. Um, anything else, uh, Gregory, before we, uh, we cut you loose, man, because I got to tell you, it's always good to hear from you, but, uh, the excitement in your voice is always really apparent and that's what turns our viewers and listeners on. Um, I really appreciate you having me on. I know time is short, but I think the thing really to take a look at too is, is you have some, you know, you have Jake Gagne on a BMW. That's going to be very exciting to watch Shy be racing, you know, in the Moto America Superbike class. Kyle Wyman, of course, is bringing Ducati back into the paddock. And so as you start to expand, you know, these manufacturers, that's also going to increase the exposure for the sport. So I, I think it's good. You know, there are rumors that Kawasaki is interested in coming back in 2020. There are rumors oh, wow. that Honda wants to come back with a, a factory team in 2020 in Moto America. So I would say, you know, this is going to be a very interesting and pivotal year. Mm-hmm. We know the racing is good. We know the rules package is good. But from an exposure standpoint, you know, with the Fox Sports 2, with the NBCSN, with the paywall, That's huge. I think it's going to be a very interesting year to regrow the sport. And, you know, I've been in it now. This is going to be my 22nd season, wow. uh, either racing or working as a television commentator. So I'm excited to feel like we're over the, the decline and starting back on, on increasing viewership and increasing, uh, hopefully, sponsor dollars and salary dollars 
for everyone involved. Well, you're the best looking guy in the pit with no hair. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> huh? What? The radio man. I said it. I said it. I'm owning it. I tell you what. Uh, you're blocked. You're blocked. I'm blocked. Okay. Um, Pie Five Pizza owner Steve Roberts is here. I don't know if you have a Pie Five in your neck of the woods, uh, Greg, oh, but I wish I'm smelling this. Our producers have been in and out already. Others in the studio have already taken a slice. I went down to the door, did, brought them into the building. Haven't gotten a thing yet. We're busy on air, getting yeah. to talk to Greg White. The, the pizza smells amazing. <laughs> Well, let me just go with the pizza question, okay? Just to get you guys' opinions, okay? Okay, okay. Full cheese where you can experience it, or do you just pile a bunch of crap on your pizza pie? Oh, no. No, you have to build it with love and care. Mm. Yeah, I do a lot of toppings. If you're asking number of toppings, I'm a big fan. The more, the merrier. I like hot and spicy, okay? Ooh. So I'm, I'm a pepper flake guy, but I'm wow. also, also in different, different parts of the country. If I'm in New York City working at the garden or whatever, I'm getting a piece of walking pizza where you fold it and you're eating yep. it as you walk. That's that's key. Uh, Chicago, got to go deep dish. I even have a deep dish pizza here. Not going to mention the name because they're not here and don't care. But um, tonight <laughs> I'm going to be the judge. This is a brand new pizza chain for us here. And uh, I just I reached out to him on Facebook and said, hey, you know what? We can be great judges of your pizza. I bet you anything from the smell we're going to like. It. Hey, Greg, thank you so much, brother. We appreciate it. We'll catch up with you soon. Best to Pridmore and everybody, okay? All right, we'll do. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Bye. buddy. There we go. Hey, the portion of our program that you are listening to is brought to you by our good friends at Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa. Check them out. Friendly staff, financing, on-site, haircuts. They got that, too. What? Yes. And pair that up with Yamaha, Sea-Doo, Can-Am, Beta, KTM, Polaris, all under one roof. they got it going on. Our good friends at Hicklin Power Sports Grimes, Iowa. Look for them online, hicklinpowersports.com. Hey, this is Jeremy McGrath, and you're listening to Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivan. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.